This is Let's Talk Chattanooga Real Estate, the podcast where we cover home buying, home selling, home improvement tips and ideas, market trends and developments, and investing in real estate. If you own real estate in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area, or want to own real estate here, then you're in the right place. Let's Talk Chattanooga Real Estate is hosted by Blake Watson, a real estate agent and investor in Tennessee and Georgia, brokered by EXP Realty, LLC. Welcome to the Chattanooga Real Estate Podcast. I'm Blake Watson, a licensed real estate agent brokered by EXP Realty, LLC. And today we have home loan specialists with us from Churchill Mortgage. Welcome to Tina Christine and Jean Redden, the Chattanooga team at Churchill Mortgage. Good to have you. Thanks for having us, Blake. Blake. Morning, Blake. Now, Tina and Jean, you are home loan specialists, right? Correct. That is that is what we are. And Tina, you also are the branch manager. Yes, so at, I'm a producing branch manager. I do loans as well as manage the office okay. and my team which consists of Gene, and then we have a transaction coordinator and a processor. Excellent, excellent. A good team. Great. And one really cool thing that I like about this is that the two of you are husband and wife as well. Yeah. So, so you make a great Some team. Some people so don't like that. <laughs> Some people wonder how we pull that off, to tell you the truth. <laughs> we kind of actually like each other, so it works well. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, we like each other. <laughs> That's great. As home loan specialists, now in the real estate industry, we would call a mortgage company such as yours a lender mm-hmm. as well. So, because that's because you lo- loan money for homes. That's correct. So, for the person who's never bought a home, let's go through the process of buying a home and getting a home loan. So, if someone comes to you and they say, I want to buy a home, where do you lead the discussion from there? Wow, that's a great question. Tina, you want to start? Sure. I try to find out exactly what their goals are, what they want to do, what they're looking for as far as down payment, price range specifics to their needs. We'll sit down with them or do it over the phone, get some application information, discuss income, credit. You know, the process is not a short one. Uh, And so we know that we're going to be working with them from the time that they sign a contract to the time that they close is a month long. Mm -hmm. And we meet with them way before they sign a contract. So we know from the outset that it's going to be a two-month relationship probably at the at the smallest uh some people we work with for six or eight months while they're looking for a house so the reason i go through that is i mean it needs to be a fully communicative relationship because we're going to ask for a lot of documentation and we like to get to know them tina brings up a great point about asking what their goals are because some people have different goals some some people may be wanting to buy a house a forever house for the next 30 years some people, even though they have a 30-year mortgage, may really want to sell that in five years and transfer to another city or something like that. So really, we start the process off. That's just more detail on what Tina was saying by getting to know them and um, you know having a, a real conversation. Finding out their needs and wants. Very good. That's the same thing I we, do as, a, a, right. as an agent. You try to build a personal relationship. We want these that we call them where there are clients and friends for life. Absolutely. So if someone's coming to you and they're just getting started, I I guess one of the things that 
people ask me about, should I go to a bank or should I go to a credit union? I'm in the credit union. I know that there's mortgage companies and mortgage brokers. Can you kind of guide us through some of those and what the differences might be? And and you don't have to go into great detail, but mm-hmm. I'll give you uh, I'll give you some high spots and Tina can fill in. Banks typically have a, a stronger offer to someone who has a depository account with them. A checking Just, account, a savings account. That's right. Yeah, okay. And that's that's part of what we were talking about before. They, they already have a working relationship, so they know their banker, right? A lot of times banks, and I'm not trying to pick on banks, but a lot of times they don't have the wide array of loan products that we have to offer. So they may have a mortgage offering of some kind, but they not, may not have as many as we do. Credit unions, oftentimes, if you know you have a relationship with your credit union, you use them as a bank, so that's a depository relationship too. Sometimes credit unions can do really well when it comes to what rate they can offer. But for a lender, such as ourselves, we have a wide array of loan products and can, we can really kind of bob and weave with the changing marketplace, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, like Gene said, banks are looking for depository accounts. Us, uh, as a mortgage lender... We actually sell directly to Fannie Mae, service some of our own loans, and have a variety of products where banks, credit unions, they kind of focus just, you know, on conventional loans or what they want to just hold in-house. So we have all kinds of loan products that we can offer. A lot of first-time buyer products, some of the -the out-of-the-box products, bank statement loans for Mm -hmm. self-employed people that might not show enough income to qualify on their tax return. So my impression is that, and and from what I'm kind of hearing, is that a bank or maybe a credit union, they certainly do home loans, Mm -hmm. but it is probably whatever fits their box, whereas perhaps you're going to be in a position to take someone's situation and fit the product to their need. That's a really good way to look at it. A fair way to say it. That's a fair way to say it. And let me say this too. All of them have great offerings. Just because they don't have all the loan products don't mean that they can't put a, a really good offer on the table. And for that reason, we suggest that people shop around. That's another thing about using us. We're available on the evenings, weekends. You go to a bank, credit union, they're working nine to five. We're twenty four seven. So if you have a question, if something comes up at eleven o'clock at night on the weekend, I mean we're easy to get access to. So I and would a, say, you know, it can happen. Things happen right, right. in the evenings. Um, so people have questions. People work nine to five. They might not be able to meet with you until after hours. So we're willing to do that That's and do it all the time. A really good point because, as you know, Blake. Um, the time to go kick tires, so to speak, is on Saturday and Sunday. Right. That's, that's when people are, are shopping for houses. And when, when they're out there looking at houses and checking their availability, this one over that one, they lender questions come up all the time. Well, this one is the purchase price is this much. I've, I've only got this much as a down payment saved up. Should I save up more or do I not? Maybe I don't need as much as I have saved up. Boy, what a great time to call my lender and find out if, uh, if I'm, if that's on a Saturday or Sunday, you're not going to be able to do that right. with a bank, right? Or a, yeah. or a, an online service, for instance. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. So there's, I mean, there the first one that comes to mind is Rocket Mortgage. Sure, they're the the they're the leader pound that. gorilla. Yeah. So why would someone want to use an online service like that, an online lender, or why would they not want to do that? Well, if the easiest answer on why they would want to do that 
was because people are hit over the head with them every <laughs> single day right on tv you That's can't true. you can't turn around without seeing a tv ad for rocket mortgage it's kind of like comparing rocket mortgage everybody thinks of like zillow if you uh-huh look at Zillow, that's the value of my home. It's just because you hear that name and see it so much that you think it's the right thing to do or the right place to look. You know, I have a working relationship with a real estate partner here in town who says when when people ask him, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Rocket Mortgage or I'm, I'm dealing with Rocket Mortgage, he'll immediately say, I don't want to do that. You can do whatever you want. But I would rather use a local lender, and I'm going to strongly encourage you to use a local lender, and I can give you some suggestions. But you need to work with a local lender because I can go over, should I need to, and pound on a local lender's desk to get stuff done. I can't do that <laughs> if, you're, if you're online. And it, just another maybe little anecdotal uh, mention, we've had clients who maybe are deciding between the two of us get an appraisal quote from someone who's not in town and don't know that appraisals are six hundred dollars now rather than four hundred so they get misquoted on certain things that aren't relative to the local area that's a very good point i hadn't thought about that someone that's in a distant city is just not gonna know this is not the best route to take here that's right Right. you would know that they don't know the area we can again back to being a home loan specialist they're behind in a cubicle answering the phones and they're not putting their personal time and an investment into, again, the relationship. So, like, if you're with someone on a Saturday and they are trying to decide between two houses and are looking for what the payment's going to be, who are you going to call? You can't call Rocket and get that person on the phone. You can text me or Gene or call us and we can, all right, Blake, hang on, you know, we'll get you that payment or get you that pre-approval over, even though it's Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a strong proponent for local lenders and right. for dealing with someone that as you said, Gene, <laughs> there's an issue then uh, I can come <laughs> knock on your door yeah. and we can get it we can right. work it out. Right. But really, I mean, we're in the same time zone, we're you know, there's so many just Absolutely. obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. We're working uh in the same city. I can mention a neighborhood and you know exactly what I'm talking yep, about. That's right. right. And not that's, only that, think about this. Your, your monthly mortgage payment is going to include taxes and insurance. Well, we have a good feel for mm-hmm. what taxes are on lots of different sides of town, so we could whittle that down pretty quickly. If we're talking about home loans, I know we need to talk about interest rates, and I don't need to know necessarily numbers, but is You're not it- going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to have a better interest rate than the bank, or is someone else? That's the question we want to know is, how do I get the best interest rate? The rates are pretty much what they are. They vary per program. They vary. There's so many factors. It can be almost 60 things that determine what rate you're going to get. They can be loan to value, your debt to income ratio, the product, um, credit score. That's just a few things. There's so many things that go into it. But really, like the rates are the rates. We don't dictate what they are. Um what you're going to see is maybe someone might be offering a little bit lower rate, but you really need to look at your loan estimate to see why they're able to maybe offer a lower rate than another company is because there's sometimes where there's hidden fees, there's discount points that you're not really talking about. So you really have to read that fine print and 
look at your loan estimate to see why one company might have a little bit lower rate than the other. I've always understood it to be that it's really, we're all working with the same rate. Right. But we may be able to move something around here or there to make it look a little more attractive. Yes. For whatever reason. And Exactly. Uh, and, you know, and that's how some people advertise to get people in the door. I mean, I hate to say that. Some of these online companies will have these commercials and say, oh, call us because we have zero closing costs, blah, blah, blah. But nothing is for free and we all know that that's right. so that's, that's you're paying for it somehow somehow you're somehow paying somewhere for it. you're paying for it in that loan i mean i'm just thinking about even even a car loan yeah well you know you might see some great payment right but there's a huge <laughs> down payment you got to walk in the door with five thousand right. dollars cash right. and then the payment is or you're on the hook for nine years <laughs> exactly right. it's another thing exactly there's different term. variables i get that you yeah know, lots in your audience probably have heard uh, a buy down a rate buy down that's that's what tina's alluding to there are companies that will put a buy down percentage in there meaning that there's an upfront before you close cost to you that could end up being a percentage of your purchase price a common one would be one one point you know well one point on a three hundred thousand dollar purchase is three thousand dollars that's nothing to sneeze at but that might bring your rate and again i'm talking in in generalities here but that might bring your rate from seven and a half to seven and an eighth right and and some some people shop nothing but rate they have blinders on on anything but rate and that's the last thing that they should do because there's so many other moving parts that person may decide on the seven and an eighth and then once they get further down the road closer to close they realize that they've got to pony up three thousand dollars and suddenly it's not as good of a deal as it was before and, and that is one small example go ahead tina i'm probably saying, getting too far in the weeds that's another reason why we do like to have a one-on-one with a client and sit down with them because it might be worth buying the right down like gene said earlier mm-hmm. if it's going to be your forever home but if you're going to stay there three years you know calculate that money you're going to spend up front to buy the right down and how long will it take you to pay that money back? You know, how much does it reduce your payment? If you're going to sell it in two years, it might not be worth it. Right. So, again, that's another reason that we like to sit down with our customers and go over their wants and needs. Yeah. That's Every deal is different. But so. we want to educate borrowers, not just, you know, somebody point. calls in and says, what's your rate? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, let me talk to you a little bit about this first. We want to educate and we are known to have the heart of a teacher. Yep. That's why we get referrals. That's great. We can't that's answer great. that question. What is your rate? Well, I, that's an unanswerable question. <laughs> I, know, get that. I, I need so I much more that. information to answer that, you know? Anything else? We've talked about all of the all of the heavy Those ones are the, right the now. The heavy ones, yeah. Local, go local, shop around. You know, uh, ask your friends. Ask ask your friends who who did your loan? What was your experience like, you know? Yeah, that's a great Great idea. We get a lot of referrals. Tina, Tina's book of business is really, really deep because she does such a great job. I mean, she is she is the best in town. I would put her at the best in the state. Now I'm required to say that since I'm married to her. <laughs> good <laughs> but job. Good job. It's true. Well, I'll cook his favorite dinner tonight. <laughs> well, Tina is well known and well respected, and, and absolutely that's great. Yeah. I like helping people. It makes me happy to see a first-time buyer 
get in their house and get, you know, see their face light up. It's, I mean, that's half the fun yeah. of the job. I yeah, mean, you sure. know, and sure. getting to know people and it's the yeah. biggest purchase you're really ever going to make. You we have a do- lot of clients that are, that are fast friends of ours right now because of the process that's great a lot, or a lot a lot of friends of ours that were clients in the past maybe that's the way i should say <laughs> yeah <laughs> so someone is coming to you they've decided hey i'm going to work with churchill mortgage okay what will you be asking them what sort of documentation what do they need to gather together for this loan we could answer that in a real static way because there's a very specific uh checklist but one thing we're going to need to determine is income and another thing we're going to need to determine is debt load so those are those are two big ones find out how you're paid how much you're paid and how you're paid uh and two just another side note if you're a married couple and one of you has good credit and the other one doesn't then we're likely not going to use the not good credit person's income because if you use your credit score, you got to use your income or vice versa. However you want to look at that. Right. If we're going to consider your income, then we have to pull your credit too. When they apply for a loan, they need to be prepared to um, supply income documentation, pay stubs, W-2s, sometimes tax returns, photo ID, bank statements, for instance, to show your down payment money. Or if you get Social Security, you know, to show that you're, it's deposited. So you really want to, we have a list that we supply with every, to everybody. Getting that from a buyer up front makes everybody's life easier. And if we ask for two months bank statements, it's just so we have to have to see an average. And if we ask for bank statements, that means all pages. Even if the last one's blank, if it says one of seven, <laughs> supplied page number seven. So, but those are the th- main things that we start out with supplying that. And then we have to have two years of residence history, two years of job history. Some pro- one product USDA requires three years of residence history. So it's just getting your personal information, your dependents, their ages. I think that pretty much covers it. If you've been divorced or pay child support, right, there might right. be a few additional things that we need. Alimony and child if support. you've had a bankruptcy, we would need bankruptcy papers. But we supply a list and information. So it's um, helpful, though, like Jean said, initially to get the income information okay. up you, front because that can throw things off. Sure. If you sort of take a 10,000-foot view, you, you have to realize that you're, what you're doing is you're asking an entity – to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're promising that you'll pay that back over whatever term you agree on. And so that entity is not going to take you at face. You can't just tell them you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. They go, okay, you got to prove that. Right, right. right. Sure. So if you kind of use that mentality, then you'll know that our documentation, it is ultra important. If you want to meet your closing date, that you get that documentation to us early, because as I said before, every deal is different. And there could be a speed bump or a hiccup in there. We may need a couple of days to correct it or to evaluate it or to ask for more more documentation. So at the very front end of the process, I would say start getting your documentation together. That's good advice. Again, like everybody's different. Those are the main things. But like another thing, if you have rental properties, if you're, you know, we need copies of your leases. So we try to tell everybody up front, this is what we need specifically from you. If you're a W-2 employee that has worked the same job for five years, we'll need a little bit less 
documentation. But if you are self-employed and you've got five rental properties, we're going to need a little bit more. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure. There are a lot of different types of loans. And you mentioned, Tina, products. And and I understand products to mean just different types of loans that are available, maybe different loan programs that might Mm -hmm. be available. Can you briefly touch on some of those and just where there might be an advantage on some and there are conventional loan programs that can be anywhere from a three percent down payment that's the lowest down payment and then there's fha that's a great product for first-time buyers va is great for veterans there are 100 percent financing programs a lot of those are income and sometimes area dependent So there's income limits on the 100% programs for first-time buyers. Sometimes they're area-specific. So, again, there's just so much out there. There's bank statement programs. There's first mortgage, and then you can get a HELOC for a second mortgage, you know, to come up with the rest of your down payment. So there's a wide, wide variety these days. So we can almost fit anybody into something. Just something that'll (laughs) work. I think there's another way, one way to sort of – delineated in your head but the differences between them is debt to income so just a quick description of what debt to income is is we have to evaluate how much money you make how much money is coming in the door versus how much money is going out the door if you have a thousand dollars coming in the door in income but you've got two thousand dollars going out the door we're not going to preview for a loan Right. The ratio, you have to have enough leftover income in order to afford a house, essentially. Right. So we have to do a debt to income uh, ratio analysis per program. That's the reason I bring it up now is because the conventional has a particular debt to income ratio threshold that you have to meet. FHA is different. USDA is different. So we have to do that again, back to the documentation. We have to have that documentation in so that we can do a debt analysis versus your income and then see what program fits the best for you. That makes sense? Yeah, right. Which means that you're you're taking a picture of my situation as a home buyer and you're saying this loan program is probably going to be your best option. That's right. Um, exactly. But you can let Because this other one over sometimes. here you don't even qualify for. <laughs> exactly. Because your debt you income go. is too high, so you won't even qualify for this one. Everybody doesn't fit in one box. Sure. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about down payments. Down payment, meaning the amount of money that I have saved up that I'm going to put down on that house. What kind of amounts do I need to have? We have programs, like I said earlier, that are 100% financing. You may Which qualify means no for down payment. That's no correct. down payment. Yep. That's, a, that's a possibility. You can have no down payment. Your uh, real estate agent, Blake, you can negotiate with the seller to even pay your closing costs. So you can walk in the door with zero money. It's Um, possible. It is possible, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's 3% down payment. There's 3.5% down payment. There's 5% down payment, 20% down payment. So there's just so many variables there. That's great. So many options. That's great. So, you know, if you, it used to be that, you know, and our parents all thought in back in the day, you had to have 20% down to buy a house. That's not the case anymore. Right. We've got a lot of, a lot of opportunity to buy Mm -hmm. houses in different ways. And you offer all all of those programs. Yeah. Become a homeowner. Exactly. Rather than paying your landlord's mortgage, pay your own. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great question because it helps us decide sometimes what loan product, if someone tells us we're sitting on fill in the blank, however much money that we're willing to, to put as a down payment. Some people 
will be pinching their last penny in that down payment because they think that they're going to need it all. And upon our direction, a lot of times we have them keep some of that money. I used to, my, my granddad used to call it folded money. You know, keep some of that in your pocket because <laughs> you may want to go buy a couch once you after you buy this house. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of times where we'll advise people, you know, that's great that you have that, but take this amount and sit on it because we only need this amount for the down payment or yeah, many examples. Yeah, you don't have like to that. use it all because right. there's a lot of stuff you're going to need when you buy a house. You don't... Yeah. You don't realize, you know, I've got to fill this fridge up. you got to buy this lawnmower. I have to buy this rake. I mean, right. that adds up. So. Well, I remember right. when uh, years ago when we moved into our first home, Lee and I had to buy a lot of furniture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting on the floor otherwise. Yeah, we're sitting on the floor. <laughs> and do not do that while you're getting a mortgage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good that's point. Thing. Wait until you own the house, <laughs> yes. right? And have the keys. Yes. And yes. You, we remind people closing. constantly the do's and don'ts right. while you're buying a house. Right. Do not open any other credit. Do not that's change right. a job. Do not buy a car. That's right. Do not spend the money you have in the bank. You know, it's very important. And we remind people of this often through the process. So, you know, if you get a new job offer, and it's a step up and you want to do it, that's great. But please talk to us first so we can make sure that you're not going from a salaried position to a commission position. I mean, that can kill something right yeah. at the end of the deal. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's great you advice. Really, don't even really, do a job, job change yeah. without talking to you right. about it. Right. And, and, you know, people don't think about it. You know, I mean, that's... We do the mortgages. They're just, you know, they're they're not the experts. That's why we try to be the experts. Right, right. Absolutely. If you found that couch that you just absolutely have, I say go get it after you close. <laughs> you can you can take those closing papers, get in your car, and drive straight over there and get that couch. But don't do it before. That's yeah. right, and don't put it on a credit card. No, and don't, no don't none of that. Yes, that changes exactly. debt to income ratio. Leave it alone. That, that changes yeah. your debt. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just circle back around to Churchill Mortgage. What makes Churchill Mortgage different than other companies? that might be like yours? Well, Churchill originated over 30 years ago as a very small company in Nashville, Brentwood, Tennessee. The owner, Mike Hardwick, had lots of experience in banking and just wanted to have a, a little company, just him and his processor and, a, I think, a loan officer. And um, here we are over 30 years later, lending in every state. We sell directly to Fannie Mae. A lot of people have heard us on the Dave Ramsey show. We're employee-owned company. And debt-free. The company is debt-free. Debt mm -hmm. yep. It's a wonderful company. I started 13 years ago. I was with a small mortgage company. Uh, the owners were getting ready to retire. So I was going to go with somebody else and was getting ready to sign on the line when Churchill contacted me and I decided to meet with them. And I'm so glad that I did. Very thankful. How Very about thankful. that? Yeah. The uh, owner, Mike, knows his employees' names. I mean, there's hundreds of employees, but you can walk in that door and he will know your name. He'll know your spouse's name. It's a family company. Yeah, what a great thing. So it's a family company, but it has mm -hmm. all of the abilities and yes. services as the largest companies, it sounds like. we uh, Definitely. We've got a great support system when it comes our closing department. I've had packages go out at midnight sometimes mm, if needed. Mm. Um you know, we do lend in different time zones, so we're available. You know, we have closers and underwriters that are available after hours if needed. It's the only mortgage company to have ever been endorsed by Dave Ramsey. By and large, we don't have origination fees. 
we won't ever charge one unless we need to because sometimes people do want that lowest interest rate and sometimes they'll have a competitive quote why is theirs six and a half when yours is seven i'm pulling that out of the air it's just an example we look at we look at the initial disclosure and hopefully compare them with ours and then we see well they have a twenty five hundred dollar origination fee charged here no wonder we can get to six and a half too if you pay us twenty five hundred dollars in origination fee, and a lot of times that has happened. Some of the times that has happened, people say well, we like working with you guys. We feel like you're the most honest or the best looking or whatever, you know. So we want to work with you guys, and we do want that six and a half. We say okay, then we'll we'll charge that origination fee. But by and large, our rule is we don't charge an origination fee from the front end so that's one reason your question is why why work with church right right 10 15 years ago it was just understood in the business that you were going to pay a one percent origination fee right and from the day mike opened the business he was like churchill does not do that wow that's, that's a, a that's a strong principle so right you, there wow. yeah so if um like gene said if you want a lower rate you might want to take the option of buying down the rate and paying a discount fee but that's a great thing to compare when you're looking at another, it is uh, yeah. maybe a quote from another we, we find it by we find it most of the time when there's a discrepancy mm-hmm. that's where it is most of the time the other outfit whoever it is has charged an origination fee which has brought down the interest rate and much of the time they haven't informed the client that because they're still operating on that 20 year old paradigm that's just the way we do it that's right? just the way we do it right yeah. well that's not the way we do it you know <laughs> We do it without an origination fee. So So how will one of our listeners today reach out and catch you guys? How will they contact you? Um, Easiest way is by cell phone. My number is 423-785-7381. Mine is 423-402-5450. We also have a website, www.churchhill.com. Just one H between church and hill, mortgage spelled out, dot com, forward slash, my name, Tina Christine, or forward slash, Jean Redden. Tina, T-I-N-A, last name Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-I-N, and then... Mine is Jean, G-E-N-E. Redden, R-E-D-D-E-N. Yeah, but if you'll just be sure and do the forward slash, then it'll come directly to our page. I would say we also have a very secure online application that we can text or email Uh to someone to get the process started Uh if they don't want to come meet in the office or can't initially. So So if it's it's, the weekend, the night, whatever, I can start my application from my home. Blake, you have you want to buy a house tomorrow and you say, oh my gosh, I have to put this offer in tomorrow, but I got to get a pre-approval letter. We'll just text you or email you the link and you fill it out and it pops right back into our system. Gene and Tina, it's been great having y'all on the show today. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having us, Blake. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Chattanooga Real Estate. I'm Blake Watson, real estate agent with EXP Realty, LLC. My mobile phone is 423-315-1815. And my brokerage office phone is 888-519-5113, extension 1241. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Blake Watson and on Instagram as Rock and Roll Blake. My website is realestatebyblake.com. Please subscribe to the show and listen next week for more great Chattanooga real estate information.